0: Hello everyone and welcome to Learning at Work Week here at Wilson James. We have our final day of podcasts and events today, and we're joined by Bijou for a very exciting conversation. Um, Hello Bijou.
1: Hey Amy, how are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good and uh, pleased pleased to be joining you on this podcast.
0: Absolutely. Now you've had a, a very wide and varied career, Bijou, spanning about 30 years, I believe, in the industry. Can you tell us a little bit, please, about your career journey and, and how you got to where you are today, maybe even where you want to go next?
1: Yeah, no, uh, Amy, excellent. Uh, it sounds a bit, uh, you, you never think of your career as long as it does until someone else spells out the 30 years out of you and you think, wow, have I just spent 30 years in IT? For um, sure, sure, Amy, you know, my, my, my journey started, um, as, as as I think I've recalled before, um, you know, I wasn't brilliant um, academically. I was working hard on getting my O-levels, then worked into, you know, inner city Birmingham schools, then went to college and really didn't have a purpose. I, I, if I, it was clear that back at that age, did I have a purpose that I wanted to get into the IT field? No way at all. Um, I wanted to go into medicine, Amy. Ah. That's, uh, uh, that's how how ambitious I was back then, but I knew that uh, ambition and what I had in my brain weren't really linked together at that stage um and my method of learning um but then someone someone uh, you know i was doing some a levels and then someone recommended um look you know there's a there's a course been sponsored by the national computer center it's taking a tech course that's two years collapsing that into two into 10 months and and within the 10 months you spend um a couple of sessions out in indus- industry so you're really getting practical experience and and you know one of my one of my my lessons there is is Amy, I think I started I, I didn't re- didn't re- didn't realise that at that at that stage, but I realised it later on that that I learn through doing, I learn through practical experience, and I learn through people showing me what to do, and that's where I st- you know I, I started my course, and it was great. Um, uh, You know, having those two placements that took me out to to industry side, I could experience what happens in the real world. And my final placement back at the end of 88 was um, with a software house. Um, And I was fortunate enough, Amy, you know, I put effort in those three months I was with them. And I was fortunate enough out of the three people that were kind of almost doing those two months, I got chosen as a as a junior as a junior programmer. And that was a, a, a great achievement, Amy.
0: Could I cut in there for a moment, the What do you think? Um, why do you think you were the one chosen out of the three? What set you apart?
1: Now, there's a there's a story to that, Amy, right? <clears throat> in so so the the placement happened between November through to January, yeah. And back then in '88, we had horrendous snow. And I walked. It was a day when you know I got up. I'm, I'm I was I was I was a placement, right? Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, I live, I live, I lived kind of six to seven miles away from where I worked. Now, I had a car. And then I thought to myself, actually, you know what? Um, I can't drive in this weather. So I caught the bus and the bus only turned halfway because I've never caught a bus before. So the bus suddenly started going the wrong way. and I thought okay, I, I'll dive out here. And the last maybe what looked like 20 miles, Amy, when you're when you're when you're that age. But I think it was about three miles. I walked it and I got into work at 10 absolutely petrified that you know i'm just going to be barraged by my man my line manager the owner of the organization you know, the managing director and and to my amazement i was the third guy in right Amazing. out of a team of 50 i was the third guy in I, I i didn't i didn't think anything of it but on the day in february when they were announcing us in they brought us in and said look guys great placements um unfortunately only got one role immediately my head went down right because i was in I was in the, I was on this placement with two of the best developers that that were in our course. So to me, it was like it's Caroline or Andrew. These guys are going to get it. And I'm kind of sitting there thinking, just get it, get the get the news out of the way. I'll go out and do something else. And they said, right, you know, we we can only get one of you, and we've chosen Bijou. And I'm like having a double take. <laughs> exactly, it was, it was amazing. You know, I took the double take. And 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 John Robinson, who was then the MD, turned and goes Bijou. The one quality that we put on you is that you, on the day when no one walked in, you came in.
0: Amazing. And that was,
1: I say it now, and I've got a lump on my throat because it was humbling, right? It was yeah. humbling that that someone uh, looked at that quality in me, which was about I just want to get in there and, and do the job, you know. And and the other two never turned up on that day, and they lived around the corner.
0: And it sounds like that was quite a natural thing for you to do. You know, you wanted to be in, you wanted to do your best. And so you, you didn't perhaps realise quite how well that would be received and respected and appreciated.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Amy. And I, and, I, sorry, and I took the opportunity at that point, which was, you know, I just wanted to. And I suppose the lesson out of, out of this and the conversation we're having, Amy, you know, one of my bits is always, you know, if you can do it, just put yourself out there because it's about learning. And, and he got me to my the first year of work. And, and this is another thing I was thinking about this last night, um, thinking about the session we're about to have. <laughs> it was the first time I started, you know, my first time working in in business, right? And so, so you know, as software developers, you work late nights. And um, I remember walking in once and my line manager said, uh, Rose, who we're great friends now. Um, and that's a story to develop later. Um, and Rose rang me, goes, Beach, I've just had your mum ring me. And this is the, you know, your mum's room me saying, how dare you keep my son late at night, at work. And I'm like, <laughs> so no matter what, how good you were, right, you know, you, what your mum and dad really, really protected you through that. And I remember going back home back in and saying, "Mom, what the hell? What were you playing at? You know, I'm, I'm trying to build a career here. <laughs> and, it, and it, you know, you couldn't, um, you couldn't time it. Or you couldn't put those scenarios in. But uh you know, I just thank the support, and I got and I suppose my lesson number two is, I had I had fantastic support from my parents, who just wanted me to be whatever I wanted to do, right? And 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 so the hundred percent backing. I was living at home, so there wasn't a case of I needed to to find funds for for rent. So that again helped me take that stress away you know I didn't have the stress as some of the other guys who I was working with had which was you know they were keen for for freedom they were keen to have their own place and do their own thing and I was more about but I've got to build a career right and while I stay at home it gives me the opportunity and if I can get to a point where I I amass that knowledge and I amass that experience you know what the in my mind then I can go and do what I what what is it I want? Because at that stage, you know, I've, I I can do it in the, in the comfort of knowing that um, I can do it. And I've built that experience.
0: It sounds like from the very early days in your career, you've always had that kind of strategic, agile, open-minded approach to where you might go and taking opportunities as they come to you and, and just kind of saying yes to stuff. Do you think that approach has served you well?
1: Oh, a hundred percent, Amy. I, you know, I'm always quite open about challenge and change, you know, the change for me. And I never thought of it like that until I got into senior management and you got into understanding how change affects people. But because I, I was always, you know, I was brought up in a, in a family. It was just two brothers. I've got a younger brother who's, who's a, who's a finance, you know, who's a uh, financial controller now, but but both of us had the the whole opportunity of just go out there and do what you want, and 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 the work ethic that's built into us is look, it doesn't matter how many hours it happens, um, just get on with it. And the example that i will give you there, Amy, once I left a couple of organisations, I went to to London. I always wanted to work in London in the '90s, and I did it. I I got a, I, I got you'll you'll laugh at this. I got I got three interviews set up on one day. Um, one one was for, for a software house that was securing a, a, um, a security business, an electronic security business. Another one was for a company that doesn't exist anymore. Alders was a retail outfit in Croydon. Huge. Uh, they don't exist, unfortunately, at the moment. And the third one was for a software development company themselves. You know, they wrote software. I had three interviews in a day. I got offered on all three. Oh. Yeah. And I chose... And the reason the other two were fine, but the other two were, look, we've got someone in place and you would be the natural replacement of that individual. So you carry on. The one The, the one role I chose was having a word with the manager. And they said, look, we're about to invest in brand new IBM technology, never used in the world. It's first coming into the UK. We're one of 10 organizations across the UK investing in these three little servers. And we'd like you to come and help manage that. And to me, it was like, who, why would you not want to do that? Why would you not want to be one of the first of X to touch, to build, to develop and deliver that into the organization? to
0: transform, to transform how that organization was working into something newer. I yeah. love that. Sounds like you're never, never too afraid of a challenge.
1: No, uh, <laughs> never. And, and, and the thing is, you know, um, and I suppose that's another lesson here, right, is never never face back right never turn back from a the challenge is there right it's it, to me it's another um way of saying let's conquer it and and to me sometimes it's not you can't conquer it head on so you've got to work on it and and the more i've developed um and you start working with people you start working, working with different cultures and you start working with different line management the bit that you start learning is okay so so, so it's not always the case of my way or the highway it can't be you have to take the approach of listening, um, understanding people. and you know I've been an introvert, Amy, all the way through this exercise. I mean, you know my passion is internal, but you know stick me in a meeting and I'm embarrassed now. Uh, you know thank God videos weren't around. but if you had seen me in a video, uh, I don't know, I sat in a meeting with the, with the IT director at uh, Modern Alarm so back in the mid 90s and I would say nothing. I would say, literally, i just sit there and think, God, I, could, I wish I could say this. And, and I couldn't. I, 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 You know, there's a bit that just wouldn't allow me to echo the words out. Um, but I learned, you know, I learned that, you know, sometimes it is it, it, it's, uh, put your words out there because people are expecting that. And, and And I was so fortunate, Amy, I had some fantastic line managers who wanted me to be the best I could. So, so I was I was I was lucky in that way. You know, I had great managers who would pull me to one side and say, B, so, what do you think about that session?" And then I would tell them, "Look, I think this is what we should do. This is how the approach we should take." And and they would turn around and say, "Well, actually, that's it." So, but 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 how do you cope? And it's back to learning, right? Until I sat them down and said, "Look, guys, you know how I feel when I go into those environments. I clam up. I do whatever. Now, so so help me. If you help me and show me, I learn."
0: I think that's great, though, and I I think in terms of that intrinsic motivation to to learn and to push yourself forwards, um, I just think it's such a great skill or human quality even to have. Um, And I think you're so right, because I mean, people, I was a a painfully shy child, um, which people will never believe. but you can learn those skills can't you you might you know you can learn those skills you can put yourself out there you can find your voice in a meeting yeah and I think as you kind of practice those skills you become more adept at them and you become more able to put yourself out there but I think there's something brilliant in what you said there about vulnerability in leadership not being afraid to kind of Ask questions to seek to understand, to show your true self, and I think that's that's something that that's very strong um and engaging in leadership.
1: and I think Amy, it's interesting, you know, because one of the things that I learned very early, but but I saw the qualities come through. you know you get different managers will give you give different advice. And the one things I saw as I grew up in management was how do you counsel people? how do you lobby? And I learned that because I thought, yeah, you're right. you know the first time, that I bring a new idea to someone shouldn't be the first time they're hearing it. It shouldn't be the first time that audience is hearing it. So how do I, you know, get my my line manager on side? How do I get the person who I'm about to deliver this functionality for on side? How do I work with those guys? So we're ultimately when you finally then present it, you know what, I've got a room of 10 people of which eight have bought into it. And, and because of their feedback to me, I've adapted what that final... You know, whatever that presentation is. so so I and so again, I, I spend a lot of time, Amy, um, in building those relationships. So building that that to say, look, if I'm about to do this, would you back it? And if you're not, then tell me the idea, tell me why not? And so I can build those defense mechanisms because that's a way of then counterbalancing exactly what we' what I've just said, you know, I'm coming at it from an introvert perspective, but what an introvert is looking for is assurance and compliance, right? That what I'm about to say, you guys are going to receive well. So what you do is you work really hard around the edges to get that compliance. Um, and it served, it, Amy, it served me, served me well where it's now become natural. It's, uh, you know, people find it odd in IT. You know, I go back to when I was in, in my mid 90s. Um, all I wanted to do, yeah, I wrote programs. I'll be honest with you, mine weren't the best programs, um, but they ran. Yeah. And that's, and that's, And I tell you now, my claim, my my little claim to fame is when I joined Modern Alarms, there was an IT system, a service management system, all the engineers used it, and they said, look, it's it's falling apart. We need to find a new solution. I said, two ways. We can find a new solution, or give me four developers. I'll take a list of all the enhancements. We had about 37 enhancements, and I'll develop that over two years and I'll build you the best service management solution. Amy. I built that in 95, 96, 97. Can I tell you now, ADT in their back office, not the front end, the front end's all now been changed in terms of its graphical user interface. The back end workings, it's still my system. Wow. And they've kept, the guy who I brought on as a developer, he retired, I think, 15 years ago. They kept him on and paid him his salary every year in the event they needed him for, um to, to manage and maintain. And, if, and I only found this out a couple of years back, I, I went for a role at ADT and I remember being interviewed by by one of the guys there, one of the directors, and, and he said, yeah, we've got this really old system that's sitting in the heart of um, our whole um, feature set. And we're scared, absolutely scared to touch it because of whatever. And I said to the guy, look, I'm the guy who did it. <laughs> that didn't get me the job, by the way, Amy.
0: <laughs> it should have.
1: <laughs> Yeah, so, so part of it is how, you know, I've always been about, from an IT point of view, so again, back to learning, the learnings I tell anyone out there is, what does it make, you know, you learn, but what does it make, how does that make it a difference for the person you're delivering that change into? And I think that's the next learning is, a lot of times I find IT individuals, and I talked about it, you know, I was, I was helped by Cadence and our, and our team um, on the post I made in, on LinkedIn last week and you know i i clarify it there a lot of people are just interested in technology but to me you've got to be interested in how that technology changes people's lives changes the way we work and that's that's the real point
0: of technology right that's that's the whole point of technology if it's not if it's not making people's lives better more more straightforward making things more accessible then we don't want to be doing it just for technology's sake no so it sounds like um What I find really interesting about your career journey so far, Bijou, is you have all of this technical skill and um, you didn't mention the A-levels you did earlier, but I know that they were particularly impressive. Do you want to share those quickly?
1: Yeah, no. So interested in a a moment of madness, right, I'm thinking, what can I do? So I did uh, computer science, as I said, I did uh, pure maths and I did physics.
0: Which are pretty meaty subjects, aren't they? Uh,
1: I tell you, I, I struggled every day, Amy. There were, guys, there were guys more natural. at. I mean, there was, there was guys. There, were, yeah, I, I can imagine a picture now. There are a couple of boffins there, right, who, you know, untidy hair, whatever. And these guys are just leafing through the, through the book. And I'm there thinking, I have no comprehension of what has just been said to me. And I've got to find that. And I think that made me realize, you know, I can't learn. I can't learn from a textbook and from someone just give me academic. I, I just couldn't do it. And now, you know, I buy and it's funny. Um, you'll see, you know, I've got some books behind me. I've got some books somewhere there. I can't. And that's one of my biggest challenges right now. If I say, if you know, if you ask me the question, what's the biggest thing you need to get over? And I just need to read more books. I just so. So, so I find methods. Right. And thank God for Audible, um, you know, <laughs> And and all of those because I can listen. Now, this is another a real good story here, Amy. When I was at when I was having these line managers, one of the things, one of them said, Look, Peach, have you have you have you listened to Stephen Covey and the seven habits of a brilliant manager? There was another guy, Robert Townsend, right? Two really good guys. And Robert Townsend was one of the guys who who reinvented Hertz, not Avis actually. And he brought mechanisms in as businesses. What do you do? How do you turn a business around? And he gave me a couple of tapes brilliant. You stick the tape recorder, Amy, before your time, right? Cars used to have a tape recorder and you could put a tape in there. Oh, tell me about (laughs) it. How many times does that get all crumpled up and you're like, yeah. So, (laughs) um, but, but but listening to that in my journey to car to, to work was what 20 minutes and back? And I would have that tape in. And just to hear Robert Townsend saying, you know, I changed the way meetings used to happen. People used to walk in and he used to be sit down, et cetera. He made them stand-up meetings. He then made sure team meetings had purpose. So everything we talk about, agile today, we talk about Scrum, they're they're all ideas, right? They just have been taken up and brought and and dusted into the new concepts. Um yes so i I found that i found that such a great listen and 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 you know what my my approach my attitude you know i found myself in positions where there was a there was a there was a software that we were looking at but stateside um and i'm sitting there thinking yeah these guys aren't going to send me are they and then they say oh because you've got your tickets you're off to um to la for a week and um, you're going for the conference for the three days, and then we had a we had a sister company, and you're going to spend some time with them, understanding what they do. So you know, think about it. You're 21, 22, right? And you think, all that's in my mind is LA, right? I'm going to LA. <laughs> <laughs> what what car have you got me? Um, any chance of an upgrade? I, 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 honestly, Amy, I was I was quite shallow back then. Um, but but the opportunity, and and I and I go back to take all that away. I go back to. I showed, I showed the willingness, right, that I wanted to do better for the organization. But the byproduct of that was I was doing better for myself, sure. because I was learning through that. And that experience, you know, going, going as a as a young, I think it's twenty one year old or twenty two, the experience was how do you react in a in a conference? You know, there's other people. Considering I'm an introvert, you know, all I want to do with a break time, right, run back, you know, okay. get a drink, look around the scenery, but you know, hell, I was going to talk to anyone, um, but it taught me, right? It taught me how are we going to learn then? So let's talk to these individuals who say that they've got a better monitoring station than we have. Well, what are you How are you doing it? And what, you know, what are, what can I learn? So I, I found that fascinating.
0: And I'm a big believer in uh, in doing things that make you a little bit scared. So pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And it sounds like those kind of early conferences and meetings and things pushed you that little bit out of your comfort zone and then you got comfortable and then you pushed yourself a little bit more and, and on and on and on it goes until you're you know you're out there you're you're confident in those environments
1: and I want and, and again Amy you know when we spoke about this um yesterday you know a bit about never the other thing I didn't want to do you know and, and it was a sign of failure to me internally was letting go of something so you know when I when I moved to London and started working you know yes I did the hardware pieces I did the software developments, but I also wanted to be in front of the client. And I remember um, my line manager, you know, we'd have reviews. Every six months she'd call me, okay, Bish, you're doing this, you're doing this, and you're doing this. You need to choose. Because you can't you can't continue doing all three. And I would beg her, Amy, I would beg her and say, Belinda, six more months, please. Six more months for me to consider to think what um I really wanted to do. And it's interesting because because as time evolved, I um, I moved back to Birmingham. I, I I worked for the larger organization. I remember my line manager saying to me, I'd applied for a role of business analyst, Amy. I wanted to get into, okay, I know the hardware piece. Let me understand how you talk to a business in the right way. How do you analyze? How do you document? And I remember the line manager sitting me down because he'd just seen me manage an incident of a hardware failure and how I reacted. And he goes, Beach, are you sure this is because I've just seen how passionately, how you took control of that incident, managed that incident and got the got, got that server back up and running, users are happy. You're not gonna get that opportunity here. And I remember him, ta- him asking me, are you sure? I said, of course I'm sure because what this does is, yeah, I've got all that and that's in my back pocket. But what this helps me do is do something I've never done before, which is sit in front of a user, understand their requirements, document it, and then, and then you know what, I turn around to my development team and say, guys, let's develop this because I know it's going to be a value to, or you're going to create value. Um, and I enjoyed it. I did two years of business analysis thoroughly. And they sent me on training. And this is, again, I go back to, again, a lesson I would take on is, you know, I would always get my teams, look, put some hard yards in to understand something. Then when you've understood the concept, right, then fine, go on training courses and I'll support anyone and everyone because you understand the concept, you understand what that value is. Whereas if I just throw you in a business analysis course, if I throw you on a project manager course, but you've not done a bit of project management supported, I just think you kind of miss out on, well, where? how do I round off? So, you know, I, and, and then I got the opportunity that put me into training um, and, and you know, then, then you back that up and saying, ah, okay, fine, that's how you do it, so.
0: Wow. I think we could talk forever, Bijou, about this. I oh, know. <laughs> so <we> listen forever. <laughs> um, just to kind of to sum sum things up um, over your just very interesting career so far. What would be your top tips for somebody who's perhaps starting out in their career um, or maybe a few years in, who really isn't sure what they want to do with themselves? What would be your top tip for someone like that?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a tough question. but I, I suppose it, it, I can reflect on what I did, yeah, and I you know give yourself the time. so so take time away. don't 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 put time as the pressure because naturally and the way the world works, you, you know, I think I got the opportunity um and and whoever's out there, you know, the opportunity will land. you just do not worry about that. Just give yourself the time. And I and I would say, take away those, 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 those time stealers, those pressure points of you've got to have everything done by X. If you can allow to lift yourself away in that pressure and say, you know what, there's 24 hours in a day. There's time for me to do what I need to do and focus on you. And I would I would really, really um, you know, emphasize and 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 advise that because that's what 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 helped me at a very young age which was you know I lived at home so therefore the pressure that took away from okay I'm not going to fend for myself in that food to be on the table all I had to do was just get my career sorted and get my focus right to say can I build that and I think circumstances happen um in in life and 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 there'll be there'll be moments and all I say is use those moments because front front of your mind, that moment is is getting you to think something different. It could be some uh, it, it could be whatever that moment is. But using that moment in a positive way is 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 so, so important. Um, and the other thing is having mentors. you know, so again, have have individuals that you can look up and say, Well, actually, how do those guys do it? and and being being bold enough and being humble enough to say, "You know, I want to learn, because you find a lot of people these days. You know they want to learn, but they but to me can't 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 um, can't voice their their opinions and almost say look you know I'll learn the way and 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 whatever you know I I I, I should uh, sorry Amy I know my advice is a bit longer than just that one big shot right but but to me wallow in what you get because just drink it up just eat it up because today might not be the right time for you to bring that back in tomorrow might not be but you know what having that in your mindset having that in your experience you bring that back in at the right time so
0: I think that's great advice because I think it's almost symptomatic of this instantaneous society that we have now you know we want to find something out we google it we get the information back in a split second and I think at times we can uh, sort of apply that same impatience to things like our career or our lives yeah So I think that's just really really great advice to just you know take the opportunities wait for the opportunity sometimes other times might be appropriate to create an opportunity but don't panic about it and don't feel like it needs to be now
1: no the is exactly amy exactly
0: great thank you so much bijou that was just
1: i've enjoyed this amy thank you
0: Yeah, really great to chat thank you um and thank you for listening everybody um this is one of our final events of learning at work week here for Wilson James. We hope you've enjoyed. Thank you. Thanks Bijou. Bye bye.
1: Bye Amy.